Pretty Mental is about accepting our full selves and inspiring others to do the same by being daringly unfiltered. This means completely normalizing all things mental health and the wild journey that has brought us here. We are challenging the stigmatization of normal human suffering, and we are done pretending and subscribing to the notion that it is taboo to have challenging mental health experiences. Welcome to the Pretty Mental Health Club, and enjoy the show. Hey, Valentina. Hey, Paula. And hello, everybody. And welcome to another episode of Pretty Mental. For today's podcast, we had another one of our solo casts. So this is just me and Valentina and I sitting down and touching base and processing through everything that's been unfolding for us and reflecting back on even some of the recent episodes and how they have continued to impact us. We talked about the importance of belief systems. We talked about our own personal belief systems. We talked about some magical shit that's been happening Mm. in the metaphysical world. And I let you guys in on a bit of my health journey. And with that pretty mental family, take in a deep breath with us. And tune in. All right, you guys. And before we start the episode, I want to introduce our sponsor, Resonate with Sarah, a digital agency that runs YouTube ads, Google ads, Facebook ads. They run organic social media and so much more. Email copywriting, uh, digital copywriting, basically all of your digital needs. And I love them because they're all about using the master's tools to to basically play in this the game of this world. So they don't stray away from topics of creating ads on the internet and bringing in more money because a lot of people typically, especially if you're doing some kind of like spiritual work, they say, I shouldn't be asking for more money for my services. These are just my gifts. But that's not what this is about. As we learned with the podcast with Alexander James, calling in money is, is and money is an energetic and resonate with Sarah is completely aligned with that. And they want to align you with that. And they want to introduce you to the world and amplify you to the world and your messages and your offerings and to not shy away from bringing in boatloads of money. Because as Sarah, the CEO always says, fill my cup so I can fill up the cups of others. Mm-mm-mm. Love resonate with Sarah. Check our show notes to read more about the company and dive into their services. And with that pretty mental family, it is time to tune in. It is March 25th, 2021. We are opening up the space, calling in all of our guides, opening up the space for clear communication, opening up the space for the highest versions of ourselves to come through. We're opening ourselves up as vessels for whatever messages want to come through for the highest healing of ourselves, the highest healing of our community and everyone that they come in contact with and the highest healing of this planet. We are open. We are open. We are open. Hello. Hello. We are doing a solo pass today. 
I've been great. I've been finding feathers and actually I have some updates. So how have you been? I've been good. I've been good. I finally, I moved to the new spot. So that's been super nice. I've been seeing in your stories, your projectors have gotten, or your projection images have gotten 10 (laughs) X. They've gotten bigger. They've gotten bigger. I'm definitely, I'm a projection addict. I'm going to, I want to order a couple more lights so I can start playing with, with light even further. So I'm excited about that. I need to get a projector. I've been putting it off. I'm a projector addict. Yeah, they are. But for me, it's worth it. It just, I don't know what it does to my soul. Projectors just make me so happy. That projector follows me from the living room to the bedroom, back to the living room. It goes wherever I go. It's just play with lights. I want one. I'm going to get one. So I have recently been on a bit of a health journey, which is actually why I reached out to Charlie to be on the last podcast, because I saw that she posted something about sobriety. And coincidentally, I, for the past, I would say month and some change, started seeing a Chinese medicine doctor because there was one night. So my hormones just went crazy. Like it almost felt like it was overnight. Like I woke up and my face had exploded with acne. My hormones were just like so out of whack and I had no idea what was going on. And it was like 11 PM at night. And I was like, it was one of those moments where you just like, you hear people talk about where they're like, fuck it, no more. I'm just, I'm going to like take the bull by the horns. Like this is, I'm not going to let this happen. Um, whatever is happening. I didn't know what was happening, but I randomly, I don't know why acupuncture went into my mind. So I literally just typed in acupuncturist near me. So random. And I went to the first one that had great reviews and then I've been seeing him. I've been seeing him for over a month now, pretty intensively. And acupuncture is so interesting. If anyone has done acupuncture before, if they've seen a Chinese medicine doctor, please DM me and let me know that it worked for you because I want to hear success stories left and right. Or if it didn't actually, just let me know your journey with that. But isn't that what David? Yes. Well, he, did he say an acupuncture? I'm pretty sure I could be watching that. And I know he said a Chinese medicine doctor. Yeah. He said that that's what sparked his journey. And yeah, I think that also was in my mind when I was searching I searched acupuncture, but I was also thinking, I don't know, the Chinese medicine. And I remember David and I was just like, this feels like the right thing to do. By the way, you guys, David is the one of our podcast guests that we had where we talked about his healing journey and ayahuasca and plant medicine in general. So ended up seeing this doc, this guy, Dr. Tan. Dr. Tan is my partner now. <laughs> when I first went to see him, I was like, are you going to heal me, Dr. Tan? And he was like, you're my partner. We have to do this together. You have to do this exactly as I tell you to because I can't heal you alone. And I was like, you are, you do not know who I am. I will do this exactly as you tell me to. Yeah. Anyone who really knows me. You've always been so strong about, you know, when you're saying that one night, I was like, enough is enough. I'm going on this journey. I'm like, 
feel like you go into these health journeys with the same level of enthusiasm and faith every single time. It's just incredible. You've always had so much strength <laughs> for things. I literally, Me, my mom and I would have dilapidated by now. <laughs> I have no idea why I have this much excitement every single time. I'm a, I'm an easily excitable person. Like it doesn't really take much to get me feeling like a little kid in a candy store. But thank God, because I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, how the fuck am I not worn out? Because every time something gets thrown my way, I'm like, this, this is the golden <laughs> ticket. <laughs> this is the thing that's going to cure me. And because I have had hormonal issues basically for the majority of my life. But I don't know what it, if it was the climate change or what that sparked it. But well, I actually do have a little bit of an idea. <laughs> so I'll tell you in a second. Anyway, so yeah, I told Dr. Tan, I'm like, I'm going to I'm going to do this like literally exactly how you tell me. Just tell me whatever I need to do and I'm going to do it. And so this is why I also think it may have happened is because remember that one podcast? I think it, the conclusion is there are no conclusions. How I was telling you that I was having a lot of fun, like eating ice cream for breakfast, <laughs> and, like not giving a fuck about anything and like just living my life because yeah. for the most part of my life, I've been a pretty structured person. So I was having fun having zero structure. Uh-huh. I well, do yeah. remember. <laughs> I literally... I invited some mezcal back into my life and I don't even drink like that. I invited ice cream and chocolate, just like literally, I was just having fun being like, you know, like say la vie, YOLO, do whatever. And <laughs> actually that may have been why I woke up one morning and everything was like, well, here are the results. Your body is, your body does not, the vessel that you incarnated into does not let you get away with mindless behavior. It literally never has. And it's so interesting. It's as if I, I've always known it even since ever since I was a baby before I even knew it. I knew it. My mom says I used to suck on broccoli and I was always attracted to vegetables. <laughs> and when I got kidney stones, my mom literally was like, is it because of how many vegetables you eat? It's I've always been so healthy and just always attracted to very your body asks for it, for you to keep it really, really pure. It does. It does. And I never liked drinking, which was always actually very hard for me because I felt really lonely because no one understood. Like, how do you not like drinking? Valentina, it's not about the taste. It's about how you feel. And it, it just always made me feel like I was getting pulled away from myself. Dude, yeah, I've been feeling that with drinking more and more. Now, really? like the timing of this whole conversation was just insane, but I feel it. I even feel it right now. Like I have some friends trying to plan a lake house getaway and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, and your, friends. <laughs> your friends are fun. They're I know fun in the sun. The alcohol happen. is involved. I know what's going to happen at that lake house. And I'm very tempted to run away and go under the witness protection program. <laughs> for that weekend. <laughs> I moved to Alaska coincidentally the same weekend. <laughs> but that's the thing though that kind of is so frustrating about this alcohol substance culture that so much of socializing and com like easily accessible community comes with drinking. Yeah. It is so rare to find groups of people that 
one, not only they don't drink, but people really don't understand that if you don't drink, it's hard to kind of allow other people to not drink if you drink. You know, I would always have people left and right, people who love me and care about me, but be like, just one, just one, just one. And I get it. It's coming from a very innocent place, but they just weren't in my body. It was really hard for me because they didn't understand. That's like, you guys, like that actually literally doesn't make me feel good. Like it doesn't, I don't know what you're getting out of it, but maybe sometimes it does make me feel good. (laughs) (laughs) But for the other parts, it's... The thing about us, I think like you, me, and Sebastian, at the end of the day, our brother, we're pretty sensitive souls. And so, like, when things hit us, like, they hit us, right? And we said, like, if we drink, we, like, fall in love with every single person in the room. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? Not, yeah. <laughs> right? <I've>, yeah. <laughs> this is the time for crazy <laughs> stories, but I have so many stories with that. And there's other people that can just kind of, you know, they'll, they'll take a substance or whatever. And I don't know, just maybe not fall in love with every single person in the room. I'm at a place where I'm just like, man, I've just realized that alcohol has made a lot of relationship choices for me. I think it's kind of taken away my freedom, my true autonomy in choosing, especially in dating situations. And I'm suddenly at a place like the more that I grow connected to myself, the more that I'm like, I want to make my own choices. So it's kind of like what Charlie was alluding to that you just never know where the alcohol is going to take you. And I'm at a place where I want to be in charge of where my life goes. And I want to keep that consciousness. I don't want that to be taken from me. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. After I did ayahuasca, the first drink that I had was a gnarly experience. That first drink, I remember I literally physically felt like someone was actually like ripping me from the ground. And I had to, I almost felt like I was having panic attack symptoms because I was like, what the, what is happening? After being in such a sacred, pure, divine experience like ayahuasca, you have that first drink and it was just black and white. I was like, "Uh uh-uh, something's off here. And I don't think alcohol is a bad thing. I really don't. Like these past few months, I've been drinking mezcal and having the time of my life. <laughs> like I really have. <laughs> I really have. So except, except uh, for the except for the it threw your body off balance. My God. So I went to I went to um Dr. Tan and he was like, oh, and I haven't been drinking. Okay, I'll tell you. So he put, he says my body produces too much heat, which I believe. Sounds about right. (laughs) I fully believe. Yeah, you belong to our family. Our family is like one big fireball. He, Anoman Aries. And this man was like, you basically, what I'm lacking in my system is the yin energy, which is a more feminine surrendered. And I'm like, Dr. Tan excuse me sir do you want me to literally just live on the street and sit on a float all day i cannot be more surrendered than i already am i really don't know i i, to- I told him i was like i am a very surrendered person dr tan and he's like good good and i was like good and what but so what i don't get it 
He always just says good every time I tell him that. I just have to float. I just have <laughs> to trust. I, what am I supposed I just, to do with that? <laughs> I just have to trust. I'm like, all right, fine. I handed over the steering wheel and he told me, you know, drop coffee, drop hot sauce, drop like all these things, all these things. Oh no. Basically like how I used to eat except for the coffee part. And he was like, and you absolutely can't have alcohol. And the the alcohol and the coffee and the, the spices, you've got to do that for at least a year. And I was like, oh. Dr. Tan. <laughs> the fuck down. <laughs> like, what? That is exaggerated. A year. That's, in, that's pretty wild. So, and it's crazy because before I decided to just do this YOLO life, that to me was like, duh, easy. I don't care. But right when I decided, understand. I'm a new woman. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding? Right when I want to like be in a different phase of my life, you just rip me back in. And that's wild. It's so wild. And I've had a few nights this past month where I'm like, God, I just want a freaking cookie right now. Like, I just want a cookie. I, or I just want to go get a drink with my friend. Then I really want it. Like the cells in my body want it. And it, it, it's actually gotten to a point where I'm like, this is really making me face myself in a way that I have never. Because I literally, Paula, cannot turn to anything the way this man has me eating right now. Except I can have honey. And one that I had way too much honey. I was, <laughs> I was dying inside for something sweet. I'm like, this is not fair. Maltina's in a honey bath. I really was in a honey bath and I looked in at my shirt and I was like, this is a sad, embarrassing sight. There's dried honey on my t-shirt. <laughs> you know what? I when you when you were saying that alcohol is not bad, I agree. I just I wish that we had I've been at like on my soapbox about it, both and I've been having a reckoning with it. Um, because not only did we have that podcast with Charlie, but then Literally the day that I moved into my new place, I had two old friends reach out to me who I had kind literally on the same day, back to back, two friends that I had kind of stepped away from because of their drinking habits, reached out to me wanting to reconnect. And I was just like, what is the message that is coming through right now? I just wish that we had a different relationship to it. Like, I wish that if we were going to drink, it could be done in a sacred space, you know, not, yeah. not in a space where there's a bunch of people that we don't know, or you don't know what other people's intentions are, that if that we could relate to these substances in a way that was just safe, that you knew, okay, I'm going to invite this into my body. I'm going to, I'm going to literally, my spirit is going to lift out of my body a little bit, but it's okay to do that here. And we just don't really have those kinds of spaces or enough consciousness around what this stuff does to our consciousness and our spirit to really make it a fully safe experience. It's kind of like a, it's a luck of the draw. <laughs> yeah. You know what it's really done for me and not being able to have any of this stuff. And I, I never turned to alcohol, maybe food, definitely food for emotional stuff. But lately, like when I, it's crazy, not even when I'm sad, I'm not, nothing is happening. I just like, Hmm, a cookie would be good right now. And then I, I can't, and that sounds kind of silly, but when you really actually can't have this stuff and you kind of just have to sit there, you realize how much stuff we 
actually do use to just give us a little serotonin boost. And there's really nothing wrong with that, but I'm just speaking from what I'm going through. It's been crazy. I and I I wholeheartedly believe that my guides are trying to clear me out as clear as cleanly as possible because a lot is trying to come through. And in order for it to come through, my vessel has to be completely clean. And I feel it. I feel myself shifting inside. I feel an evolution happening. It's been happening for a minute. And I feel like the next step is like, okay, now we're going to clean you out. You're going to be a really, really pure vessel. So none of the messages that we're sending you are going to be mistaken. Well, I was going to, with the whole Charlie conversation and this reckoning with alcohol and just substances in general, I realized I had this moment uh, last Sunday where I was like, damn, like in many ways, I feel like I've been functioning at 60% of who I really am. Cause we, I went to UGA, like it's a, you party on the weekends and you know, it's not like I've had a lifestyle where I'm drinking every single day. In my early twenties, I went through a phase where I was using substances to cope. Right. And I talked about that in the last podcast, but there's, there's a dampening there. Like even if I'm only doing it once a week or whatever it is, there's a dampening there. There's, there's, I'm not really allowing the full power of who I am to come through because I remember when I first started drinking just to like party and have fun with friends was in high school and that was a way to get rid of social anxiety and in the getting rid of social anxiety or in you know allowing alcohol to take away the negative stuff it's I also see now that it's taken away there's no way that you can take away the negative without also getting rid of some of the positives because it's a dampening. It's a dampening of who you are. You don't get to just dampen part of it. So I'm sit- So I've just been kind of connecting with that message of, damn, I've kind of been functioning at 60% and I've still accomplished quite a bit. So I wonder what would happen if I gave myself the opportunity to really, really just be here all the way. There is nothing more powerful than being sober. And I'm not talking about just from alcohol. I'm I'm saying in like the metaphorical way, the whatever way you can think about the definition of sober, like being here and facing yourself at every moment, there is nothing more powerful than that. And I've already I've already been seeing even though I get frustrated sometimes, the power that I have been cultivating from having to face myself over and over and over and over again because I am on a, I mean, my whole life right now, I feel like it always is, but like for real, for real right now is dedicated to healing. If I told you everything <laughs> I was doing. They're like, if, if, if anyone listens to like our first podcast, they're like, it's crazy how <laughs> every like, time they're convinced that this is just a season that they're going through. <laughs> okay. World dog. I was reading some old notes or Instagram posts, something from like 2015. And I was talking about spirituality and healing. And I was like, Jesus Christ. I've been in the game for a minute. I thought this, I always think that this is like a fresh new perspective. And it's like, no, no, this is a lifestyle for real. But yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, I'm not going to list out everything I'm doing right now because I just, it's a lot, but I'm doing a lot. Every moment of my day is dedicated to just being healthy and being being whole and facing myself. And another thing that's been happening a lot, which is really interesting that David also talked about in our podcast is that I've been craving alone time more than ever. I've always enjoyed alone time, but now it's like, (laughs) 
now it's like for real because in facing myself, I've been craving just a lot of solitude and I don't really understand why fully. Well, I kind of do. Like I feel, I, lo- I mean, I love my friends. I love everyone around me like crazy. I feel like they're my spirit guides here on earth, but there is nothing for me like being alone. I feel like I can really hear myself, my higher self. I can speak to my guides in ways that when I'm with other humans, the energy kind of gets taken from me. And I mean, I have become an expert at just like meditating. I feel like the majority of my day, if I'm not working and I'm not running outside, I'm meditating. Like with, you, with your eyes closed and just Vipassana yeah. or? Just, I don't do the Vipassana meditation, but just, I mean, I, I what, do you want me to break down? Like I. Yes. You know how <laughs> I am. I'm like, what is the secret? <laughs> No, I just, I sit there and I basically, I imagine a a white light filling my body and filling all my organs and shooting into my third eye and circulating, just circulating, just circulating. And I speak out loud consistently. I say, you know, I surrender to make room for guidance. I trust so I can make room for miracles I consistently am surrendering all day and speaking to my guides and the amount of downloads and the amount of clarity that has come to me by being alone and using the energy that I do have to just tap in beyond this dimension, it feels so good. It just feels so right right now. And I really, really relate to what David was saying. Really, like to the point where I sometimes fantasize about going to an island where no one knows me and just tapping the fuck out for a few months because I feel like there's like there are things that are trying to get to me. And because there's so much stimuli still around me, I have to give some of my energy to the to to the external world, external world. And I can feel my internal world just growing like crazy right now. And I want to give it more. I crave giving it more. When people it, ask me, they're like, how's Valentina doing in LA? And I'm like, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. And she's turning into some kind of Eckhart Tolle. Happy as fuck. Okay, I'm going to tell you something that this is kind of crazy. And I don't know how our listeners are going to take it. I've never experienced this before. And I wasn't planning on bringing it up yet. I was actually planning on bringing it up with the person that we're talking to on email right now because I think that she's going to have some insight on what the fuck happened the other day. But I am... I'm on the edge sitting. of my seat right now. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready. It was 8 p.m. at night. Okay, I was hanging out with a friend who was also deeply spiritual and super connected and to himself and just the flow of life and, you know... We see life pretty similarly. I'm talking to him, and then all of a sudden, no lie, his face started shape shifting. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Paul's getting jealous. <laughs> I am. Have you guys have ever <laughs> seen a- Erica Badu speak about aliens? She's like, what does she say? She's like, what have I done? to not deserve this. You know, she's like, I do all the kind of things that you could possibly do to get abducted. I go for walks in the middle of the night by myself, like just whatever. She's like, I just don't understand. I don't want it to think it's something wrong with me. I don't want it to think it's something about me. That's how Paula is because 
she's just waiting to see these aliens and these stories sometimes get to her. Well, but, I have this, I have this sense that I've had, that I've always had as I moved through life that I've always known that there's more and there's been many times, you know, this, and we've talked about it before that I get, I've gotten frustrated with the fact that I'm human. My spirit feels like it, just something bigger. Right. But I, but at the same time, my journey has been so human. Like I don't, you know, how some people have like extra sensory abilities. I mean, I have my dreams. Those are wild, but I'm, I feel very, very human. You're like so you're very I, tethered to this earth. I'm very tethered. So then, and I've, <laughs> like, I feel like I've tried everything to not be tethered. And it's like, no, you're just going to get to chill here, Paula. And then I start hearing, and then I hear the story that like you're seeing shape shifting faces. <laughs> and I'm like, what have I done? What have I done to not deserve this? <laughs> Excuse me. No, so I'm, I'm literally just, he's talking and I'm just staring at him. And all of a sudden, it's the only way that I can explain it is as if, if you take like, imagine a projection on someone's face. So, and he started morphing into like a tribesman. Oh no. And then he would morph from a tribe, like the kind of tribesman that they would have like paint on their faces. Uh-huh. He, he morphed from a tribesman into a, a direct tiger. And it, and I, I literally, stop it. I swear. And when did I was, that happen? Uh, within the past week, I think. And, and I'm like, just staring at him thinking, you know, um, maybe it's one of those things where you're like, you know, when you stand up too fast and you feel like you're going to faint for a second and then it goes away. I'm like, maybe that's just happening right now, but in a different kind of way. So maybe it's about to go away, but I <laughs> but in a different not, kind of way. <laughs> I mean, I just didn't understand what the fuck was happening. I was just staring at him and I could not blink. And I was like, asked him, I'm like, don't move. I need to keep looking at you because this isn't, um, I, what is happening? And he was like, what the fuck? What do you, what do you mean? He got freaked out because he probably thought there was like a spider on him or something. I wasn't blinking. I was just watching him. And I was like, please, just please stay still for a second. And I'm just watching his face go from tribesman slowly into a tiger back to a tribesman. And it wasn't going away. Even if I did blink, it was still there. Like it was very concrete. And again, the best way I can explain it is as if someone literally was just projecting images on his face, but his face was morphing with the projections. It wasn't just an image. It was literally like morphing. So like a solid projection. And I have never, I've never experienced that. And I really genuinely do feel like that happened because I am clearing myself out for real. And I am communing with my guides 24 seven to the point where the veil for me is and I was telling Paula this the other day, like sometimes the veil for me feels non-existent. Sometimes I I don't feel like it's like these, I don't feel like, are there guides? Am I protected? Protected? Am I held? I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Like it is clear as day. Like this, this life, and I say it feels magical. It feels magical because we are so guided and we are so protected. And there is a bigger picture in this. And this is just a, an experience that we're having as humans here, you know, as spirits in human form on this earth. But we are much greater than that. And when we really tap into our own beliefs, our own spirituality into ourselves and really step into the power of how literally magical we are, life gets fucking trippy. Well, it has to. This is why we have to normalize conversations on non-ordinary states of consciousness 
not just being something pathological. At some point, Western psychology kind of took ownership over what is considered an acceptable state of consciousness. And we've really limited ourselves by that. You know, like the DSM really isn't sophisticated enough to hold space for all these experiences, what it means to be human, which include spiritual experiences that are beyond our understanding, beyond what we can measure, you know, with scientific tools. I mean, if you ever listen to Dr. Joe Dispenza or any of these people speak, they bring in like science and quantum physics and all of these things that play to the more logical mind and explain it in a way that's like, we only use like, what is it? Is it 10% or something crazy small of our brain? So we, we don't even know that the universe that is out here for us to tap into. And a phrase that, that came up to me the other day was wake up and see with your eyes closed. It's, I feel the most awake when I detach from what is really, really, you know, what appears to be in front of me because I'm still here in the present moment. I'm not detaching from the present moment, but I'm detached from the concreteness for, from the facts of the present moment. I know that I'm here, but I know that there is so much more. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in slowing down your thoughts and stepping into the emptiness and stepping into the slowness, it's giving you space to bring all of that in. Totally. To tap into more guidance. I don't think it's a coincidence that all this is happening to me right now with my health and with, I've actually heard from a few people that I follow. And even David was saying himself, it's like right before you have one of like the biggest spiritual awakenings, it's your health sometimes takes a toll because well, that's what I, that's what I was going to say actually earlier that it's very shamanic. So in, in shamanic traditions, there was, there's been a strong narrative around almost like a death or a dismemberment literally your body falling apart, whether that happens in a deep vision or your body literally starts falling apart, like what happened to Shaman Durek, so that then you can come back together in a new way. And it's almost like a rite of passage. And so that has been a tradition that has been around for humanity for a really long time. And that's literally what I feel like is going right now. I've had to completely alter everything, 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 because I, I mean, I went to the doctor and he was like, you got toxic kidneys, you got toxic liver, you got like blah, blah. I was like, from where? Well, okay, I get it. <laughs> no, but even, no, but oh, even really? then, even oh, then, really? I'm like, the amount of Valentina indulging is, you know, for one month of indulgence, that's mo most people's entire lifestyle is that, and they're fine. If you guys, just to give you a, like, how can I explain to you guys how, how healthy I am? Like, just think of like the cleanest, healthiest, most like meditate, workout, vegetables, blah, 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 like barely any sauces on my food, no sugar, no, no. I've just always been, that's how I have felt the, the best. That's how I felt the most whole, just naturally. And, and then I get that news from him. And I was like, how, how, from what, where am I picking up these toxins? So he is just literally trying to clean out my whole body right now because God damn it. I can't even tell you. I woke up one morning and I just looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, what just happened from where did like, like my body is just shifting. My body is shifting and you know, to clean out. It takes a certain kind of mental strength that I, you know, you've really cultivated up to this point to be able to face into that 
with this perspective. And not only mental strength, but getting back to one of the topics that we had intended to cover in today's conversation, which is belief systems, that you're able to engage with this challenge in a way that is actually helping you step deeper into your power and deeper into your strength because you believe that life is on your side. Completely. I don't feel like anything can, I don't think anything is here to hold me back. No matter what happens to me, I genuinely believe that I am here to rise. So this thing that maybe is super uncomfortable and causing pain and maybe breaking my heart or whatever happens, I believe with my whole being that it is here to see me rise. It's kind of, it's what we had that post that we made, the first post that we made in 2020, which was, I'm going to use everything that is quote unquote an obstacle as stepping stones to my liberation. And that is something that you and I both do. You know, for me, there's been moments where I have an inner emotional tantrum about it, but sooner or later, usually sooner, because I don't like to stay there very long. I reach a point where I know I have to rise up to meet what life is bringing forward for me or else it's going to crush me. But if I rise up to meet it, it's going to propel me. Those are kind of the two choices. And believing that life is on our side, it's almost like a coach, like a mentor, like saying, hey, take this opportunity, take this obstacle, and you're going to find a deeper part of yourself, a greater strength that you could ever imagine that you had. And this is how you step into your unfolding. This is how you step into the manifestation of what you came here to be. And if we don't allow space for that, that's when life feels crushing. There's a conversation I've been having with a lot of clients recently where I realized, you know, we can do all the behavioral stuff, you know, typical mental health treatment. We can do exposure therapies. We can do all that. But if we don't redefine, find a way to relate to life in a way that is more empowering, in a way that is more helpful, in a way that is more rooted in trust in life, trust in ourselves and finding it within you to discover trust in the other, then every maladaptive behavior will continue to manifest because it's that core belief is the root of everything. It is. When I think about 2020, which was hard for a lot of people, you know, I had some pretty major earthquakes hit me back to back to back. I mean, they weren't just like, oh, some minor things. No, there were some pretty life shattering, altering deaths, literally and metaphorically. And what came on the other side of that? It wasn't like when I was in those moments, I wasn't thinking, oh, this is here to see me rise. I think in my core, I've always had that seed in my core. I knew that I would be okay. I knew it. But it was I was in pain. I was in pain. I literally remember one day I just pulled as I was driving I pulled to the side of this one parking lot and I was sobbing and it was like midnight and it was an abandoned parking lot and I was like this is a movie scene right now I was sobbing and I was like what and I opened my windows of my car just stared at the sky and I was like what do you want from me this is a lot at one time like I am breaking and I know I'm a strong person but I don't even think I can handle this and I kept going. I kept going. And it, what was on the other side of all of that was pure liberation, a, a liberation so deep that I could only have 
experienced what I feel now by going through what I went through and just continuing to take steps forward and, and just knowing, like I knew it. I felt like I was going to break a lot, but I, I held it inside of me that we're, we're just going to keep going no matter how painful this is. And I don't mean by like white knuckling it. Like I still have hard days. Like I can just, I can tell you just the other day I was on a run and I kind of felt like, God damn it. Like, why, why is this happening right now? Why is this happening with my health? Like I, I felt really defeated. And now what happens when I feel those moments is right when I feel like maybe in, in, in the past when I would listen to those YouTubers or podcasters, which are amazing, but they're a little more masculine that are like, they're like go, go to go, war go, go, with go. yourself. And right. Like you are here to rise, but they, it's in a way that's like, don't let it break. You keep going. Like, that helps almost in the like, past. Don't, like, don't cry. It's here almost just right. It's like harden up. You're a fucking rock. Keep going. But now when I feel like my body is resistant or when I'm feeling resistance against what's happening and I, and I almost want to be, you know, fight against what's happening that I use it almost as like an alarm clock to surrender. And I sit, man, I'm telling you, I really do speak out loud. I wish if you had a camera on me all day, you'd be like, this bitch is crazy. I looked up at the sky and I was like, (laughs) I was um, going to say, I, now, now that you told me you've seen shape-shifting tigers, I'm going to start <laughs> next <laughs> You're going to find me tomorrow all day meditating in the light and talking to myself out loud. <laughs> Is this what Do it. it. Do it. But yeah, now when I feel those moments, I'm like, you know what? I don't understand, but that's okay. I surrender. You were saying you were looking up at the sky. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I say. I look up at the sky oh. the other day when I was feeling that resistance and almost like my heart was just like felt heavy and was closing up. And I was really was like, come on, like, God, why am I going through this right now? Can I like, can I just not? And right when I felt that just, it didn't feel good to feel like that. I was like, you know, I don't understand. This is what I said. I don't understand, but that's okay. And I surrender. I give it to you. I give it to you. And by you, I mean the universe, the got my guides, the energy that is guiding me, my higher self, because I genuinely, it is my belief system that everything is here to see me rise. So even in the most painful moments, I just understand that I don't understand the bigger picture and why it's happening. And I allow the pain, but I surrender fully to what's happening. And there's no way to stay down for too long when you just float. And in that surrendering, yeah, you're not trying to white knuckle it. You're not trying to cling to the mind. Something that I've been saying that I just started saying was a fearful mind is a racing mind. And so the moment that you have those spaces of surrender, consciously surrendering, consciously expressing trust in life, you know, what I'm hearing, right? And that you're experiencing, it's almost like everything slows down. Like the mind finally, it's like, oh, okay. I can just rest. Right. You know, I said earlier, I've been, I've gotten so good at meditation because I'm surrendering at every moment that I, I'm not trying to figure out what's happening. I'm not trying to move to the next step. I'm just here. And I really do think that that practice in my daily walking, waking life has actually helped meditation because in the past when I did meditate, it was, it wasn't how it is now. Like how it is now, I close my eyes and I time travel. I really, really, really am able to just sit and just lose complete track of time completely. And something that I wanted to say, you know, is if anyone is going through something right now, your belief system matters so much. So much. 
we can't just blow past that. It's not like, oh, okay, let me just have all the best habits. I'm going to have the 5 a.m. morning routine. But at your core, do you believe that life is on your side or not? You got to believe it. You got to believe that just because what is in front of you is does not feel good, it doesn't mean that life is against you. You just got to keep going. That's why you close your eyes and wake up. There is more to this than you think. And one day, and I swear to you, one day everything will click into place in ways that like you could have never imagined. You could have never imagined. That's been happening to me. I've been on this journey for just a month and a half now. And even in that short amount of time, just literally just the other day, like I have my belief system intact. I've, I've had moments where they've been hard, but I've kept because of my belief system. I keep going step by step by step, knowing that this is here to see me rise. And the other day, it was like a day of miracles, problems that I wasn't even trying to solve that I was just fine with. I mean, everything just like delivered to my door and like, here you go. Here you go. And I know it is because I genuinely believe, I know, I don't just believe, I know that life is here to see me rise. Life wants me to be happy. The universe wants me to be in my highest joy. The universe wants me to be in my highest joy because then I, I give that out. I cause ripples of that to the people that are around me. And that well, is yeah, what- Yeah, you're allowing it to meet you halfway. That's the thing. It's like when we try to control everything, when we don't really believe- that life is on our side and we're constantly trying to problem solve, constantly trying to predict, constantly trying to watch out and staying hypervigilant and all that. We almost don't give life an opportunity, an opportunity to show up for us. You have to give life an opportunity to show up for you. You have to. And we have to also find ways to have infinite compassion for ourselves. Cause without that moving through all of these challenges, you're defeated before you even start. That's when it turns into a depression. That's when the weight of the world is too hard to carry and you just can't get out of bed for a long period of time. Because it's normal to have days where you just that day, you're like, "Mm, I don't really feel great today. I really don't. And you do want to just stay in bed and that's completely Mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. But when it carries over and it's more long lasting. It can, you know, it can either be depression or just extreme anxiety too. Because it's like, if I don't, if I don't know, got to find ways to be infinitely compassionate with ourselves and loving because our body is listening, that inner, our inner parts, our emotional system is listening. And when it feels like we are rejecting it, it's under attack. So it's like we're walking, we're in a walking war within ourselves. And that's extremely draining. If we can't even be on our own side, then life can feel really crushing. But if we can find a way to be on our side, some days are harder than others, but just just make it a practice, make it an intention. It makes moving through this and seeing the challenges and obstacles as opportunities to rise way more feasible. You'll become an excitable person too. <laughs> That's probably why I truly, I am like a fucking kid in a candy store with things that should wear me out. Because I'm like, oh my God, imagine what this next journey is about to unfold for me. Can you believe? Something else that, that has been coming up for me since I've been in LA is, you know, it's, and I don't know if it's related to this or not. We'll see as I keep talking, if we can tie it together, maybe not. But I really want people to know that Instagram is not real life. Like you guys know this, we know this, but in LA, you really see it. Oh yeah. I have seen People who, if you were to look at their Instagram accounts, 
you are sure that these people are just making bank. They are living their best lives. Nothing, you know, no obstacles, whatever. And I don't, and maybe you feel like, man, why am I not there? I've been around being in a place like fucking Hollywood. People who are like that. And, but I've seen them behind the scenes and it's just not like that. It really is not. And I actually remember, and, and maybe for some people it is, but I've seen a, I've seen enough proof to know that Instagram is not real life. Well, a lot of times, um, and I was having a conversation with one of my close friends actually this past week about it, that a lot of times the people that are the most at peace, that are the most just flowing and chilled, they don't even have the motivation to post. No. I remember once someone told me, yeah, these people, you know, uh, there are people who will buy like crazy million dollar expensive houses or cars or whatever. And really they don't even have money to pay for that for rent. And I was like, no way. Like no one's gonna, they're not going to do that. You got to lit. No. Yeah, they do. That's real. I'm telling you, like, you can't, I'm not, this isn't like a let me bash people and I don't know how it's coming across, but it's something that I've just seen so in my face that I'm like, people got to know, like, we got to spread the word that please don't let anything that you see take over you. Don't, whether it's how someone looks physically, their body, their good looks, their, or what they have and what they obtain or the people that they hang around, or they just like, look so cool. And like, yeah, I'm sure they're cool. Like I'm not, that's not what I'm saying, but I, it's just not real life. Like don't, I yeah, essentially it, don't let it mislead you. Away don't from let your it work. mislead you. Don't that, exactly. Don't let it mislead you and make you believe that these people don't have problems, that these people don't, you know, that they're not human just like you. Because that's what comes up, right? Like, don't let it mislead you away from your word. So when we see these things, it's very easy. We have comparing minds. Our minds just do that. So it's, you know, it's very easy to say, oh, okay, they have all that, the, all these things that our society idolizes. And maybe I'm really just not that worthy. 100%. It just blows my mind because Instagram does lead the world. Like literally it does. Everything, all the entrepreneurs are on Instagram now. We sell on Instagram. A lot of industries survive off Instagram. Industries guide the values and the morals of society because they're the ones putting messages out there. And it's so important to remember that this is why cultivating your own life your own rich, rich internal life is so important because if not, you're, you may get swept away by seeing people and thinking, why can't my life be like that? Because their life isn't even like that. It's really not. And that's something that I've been seeing since pretty soon after I got here, how the facades that people pull on, put on, I guess. And I just felt like, Man, yeah, people got to know about this. <laughs> we just have to, I mean, yeah, you know, I think that's an important conversation to bring in because we can't let that stuff get up, make us abandon ourselves because that's what happens. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I'm not, I don't have all that. I'm not, I don't look that certain way. Maybe I'm really not worthy. And it's like, no, you are infinitely worthy. Your, hum- your humanity is so beautiful. You're so beautiful. Like, don't let yourself be misguided by these things that our society idolizes that are empty promises. Empty promises. Because, you know, all of these other things are just so external. 
they're so external that like the value is not in those things. You know, it requires a constant coming back to yourself and it requires a constant remembering of your values and it requires a constant awareness of the conditioning that is constantly being infiltrated our way. So it's kind of like a daily, you almost have to daily cleanse yourself because of all the marketing and advertisement and social media and all this stuff. These messages are constantly bombarding us. So if at times you guys feel that you're buying into it or it's making you feel bad, then I mean, that makes sense because it's a barrage of of marketing and media constantly sending these messages that like you are not worthy. And it's, I think, really detrimental to the people who even have to keep up these facades because they, a lot of their worth comes from getting likes and followers and engagement and that stuff does feel good. It feels good to anyone. It feels good to me. Like we, we love getting engagement on the things that we post, but I have seen the other side of it of the people who are getting, who basically live off of this stuff and it's a very stressful life for them. It's not as seamless and as easy as it seems. And I think I love Instagram and I love technology, but there's a really big illusion that it puts out there for both sides. Yeah, actually, Jason Gregory, a friend who came on the podcast that he love you, Jason, the Taoist. He he just uh, released a video about a 21 day Internet fast that he did. That's an interesting one. It's on YouTube if you guys want to tune into that. But it's basically touching on these topics that it's, it's not real life. Not only is it not real life, it takes you away further from the power that you hold that is actually going to help you create a life that feels rich and magical. The autonomy of our minds gets constantly infiltrated with so much information and so many messages that, you know, if we're constantly on there, constantly taking all that in, it's going to be hard to get in touch with who you really are and your own creativity. Because we're being fed all, this is what you should care about. This is what looks good. This you know, this is what you sh- you should focus on. And really what I have found throughout this entire journey is that when I actually put away external content, even books, even, even spiritual books, like when I put away th- anything that is trying to feed my mind, good or bad, I realize that my mind holds so much wisdom. My spirit holds so much wisdom that I can't, I couldn't have accessed had I not gone super internal and disconnected from the external world. I actually commented on Jason Gregory's post on Instagram because he was, he said that he put that uh, video up on YouTube. And then I was like, I want to do this. Thanks for reminding me at least for a weekend, I want to do this. And I I realized I was like, oh my God, if I do this for a weekend, I got to like let alert the masses, AKA Paula and my family, because I remember the one time I slept until like 11 a.m., which is nothing. Paula showed up at my door like a crazy person thinking I had died. Yeah, that's, that's funny. I, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. It is. I, I was just listening to the whole conversation around women having to be hypervigilant of their safety at all. But that's, I mean, let's not even open up that Pandora's box right now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you're going to do an internet fast, let us know, please. I will. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I love filling you in on everything that's happening. And I really hope that we can get this next podcast guest on that can explain all of the mystical things that have been happening for me. Because if it sounds wild to you, 
just imagine what in the world I'm thinking. We love you guys. We love you guys. Los queremos mucho. Los queremos mucho. Follow us on at Pretty Mental Official on Instagram and talk to us. DM us questions, comments, anything. We love talking to you guys. We do. And be so kind to yourselves out there. Be kind to yourselves and believe uh, that this and know and know that everything is here to see you rise and you are so powerful. Tap back into yourself. Tap back into yourself because that power is just right there waiting for you. Mm -hmm. And if you have gone to a Chinese medicine doctor or gotten acupuncture, let me know if it has done anything for you, what it has done for you. I am really, really curious. I like hearing success stories. <laughs> for that motivation that she'll find anyways, <laughs> whether you tell her the success story or not. But ramp her up. Give her something. Ramp me up. All right. Peace out. Peace out. Mwah.